Welcome to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson, best-selling author of three books on healing cancer successfully. Now, here's Bill Henderson. Hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in to How to Live Cancer-Free today. Introducing today the cancer, the How to Live Cancer-Free show will be Brad Saul. Brad is the president of Matrix Media, which is uh, a company that owns, among other things, Web Talk Radio and, and lots of radio stations around the country. And Brad has been a pioneer in the radio business for a long, long time and knows a lot of things of interest to you. So I would suggest you listen to him carefully, and I'll be back shortly. Thanks, Bill. Many studies have shown a connection between parasites and cancer. Most doctors rarely consider the parasite problem, but there's a recent article I want to talk to you about written by Dr. Rafael D'Angelo. It's got some very interesting points that were raised about the connection between eliminating parasites and how it can be of great value in the effective treatment of cancer. Here's an excerpt. Few doctors give much attention to the possibility of parasitic infection when it comes to the initiation or continuation of cancers. One reason for this is that doctors and patients are under the false impression that public health and sanitation is effective enough to prevent parasite problems. In practical terms, though, Doctors believe most people don't really have parasites, and that's fostered by the large number of stool parasite tests that are reported negative by conventional labs. As a medical lab technician, most of the medical techs will tell you that the responsibilities to examine specimens for parasites under the microscope is relegated to a low time and effort priority given every other thing they have on their plates regarding testing and everything else a lab must accomplish in the course of a day. It is unfortunate, though, because parasites are present in just about everyone when the specimens are prepared properly and adequate time is spent examining multiple microscope slides thoroughly. Which brings us to the connection between parasites and cancer. A true statement is that chronic inflammation is a seedbed for chronic degenerative diseases, and that includes cancers. At some point in the recovery and the healing of any kind of chronic illness, it will plateau and it won't advance until the specific parasite problems are identified and corrected properly. Parasites come from many different places and in many different forms. Some are actual worms like tapeworms or roundworms. Others are kind of fluky. Many of them are single-celled protozoans, the fungi such as yeast and molds, among other things that are associated with pathogenic bacteria and viruses, They have parasites, too. Every one of them fill the criteria that part or all of their life cycle requires the human to host them, both for protection, nutrition, and reproduction. All parasites produce toxic waste, 
Some of them destroy cells in our bodies. Others invade our tissues. Still others steal our food. Some do all of the aforementioned. As tissues become inflamed from such things that happen, cancers can arise. One way to think of cancer is an attempted healing response gone awry. Gastrointestinal symptoms commonly found with parasites are flatulence, diarrhea, abdominal bloating, abdominal cramping, constipation, malabsorption, maldigestion, bloody or odorous stool, mucus, and leaky gut. Systemic symptoms can be one or more of the following. Fatigue, nervous or sensory disorders, unusual pain or skin disorders, allergies, nausea, muscle weakness or pain, immune deficiencies, headache, fever, insomnia, night sweats, and weight changes. Who needs a good parasite exam? Well, the truthful answer is we all do. Here's some examples of how we can become parasitized. The oral route is the most common into the body. Parasites can be found in the soil that clings to our vegetables. Protozoan single-cell parasites like Corptosporium and Giardia can be recovered in drinking water as some resist the chemical treatments and filtration processes. Tapeworms or their eggs can be present in uncooked meats and fish and adhere to our skin during preparation. The pets that we have and love can get us infected when they lick us, by the way. Barefoot activities outside can also be a source and opportunity for roundworms, such as Ascaris, to directly penetrate skin. Insects, too, are known to carry a whole host of parasitic organisms. Even treatments such as taking antibiotics can promote difficulties with yeast-like candida. In a recent month, 54 stool specimens were tested. Roundworms were present in 25 people. Half were infested with yeast and most had one or more protozoans. What's really remarkable is that all the cancer patients had parasites, and of those without cancer, only one, only one, was parasite-free. What we think is happening is that the parasites create tissue inflammation and destruction, which can bog down the immune system, and provide fuel for cancer growth and invasion by yeast. The yeast then feed on the dying tissue and then secrete more toxins into the body that even further destroy tissue, which just keep the cycle repeating itself. By eliminating the parasites and the yeast, the immune system is then freed up to do the job it's supposed to do of attacking and resolving cancer. That's a look at cancer in the news for this week. I'm Brad Saul. 
Now back to you, Bill. Well, hello, folks. It's Bill Henderson again with How to Live Cancer Free. Where we try each week on webtalkradio.net to bring you information that will help you heal your cancer or avoid it if you don't have it. And we're certainly going to try to do that today. I uh, just returned this weekend uh, from uh, a trip up to Toronto, and I spent about four days up there, gave a talk last Wednesday night, and about 90 people showed up, and it was a wonderful audience, uh, great people, and and uh, several of them had read my book and been involved in my approach to healing their cancer for some time. And it was quite interesting that uh, three of them, in fact, uh, gave testimonials about how they'd recovered. And in every case, they had serious dental problems, uh, root canals and cavitation sites and so on in their jaw that they'd had cleaned up as part of their healing. And they attributed their healing a lot to the dental work that they had done. And it uh, really inspired me, and I, I decided that uh, I need to re-emphasize this to my audience and to you folks. It's important information because you're not going to hear about this from anyone else. Uh, there are a few researchers and writers that agree with me that I've read, uh, and a few MDs, uh, in a, particularly in a new book called Defeat Cancer, which you might want to read by Connie Strassheim, where they, she interviews 15 operators of uh, mostly cancer clinics who are holistic physicians. In fact, 11 of them are MDs. And you might want to read that book because several of those people agree with me that the dental problems are one of the primary reasons people get cancer and that they have to deal with those to get over them. And of course, the problem is finding a competent dentist uh, to do what you need done to your jaw. And I help people with that every day. Uh, of course, that is available, that help, if you like, at the coaching page at my website. And I'll talk a little later in this show about the website, how to get to it and so on. But uh, please look it up. And if you feel you need this, certainly get in touch with me. But so the the, the rerun on this show is of a show where I talked about root canals and cavitations at some length and a couple of other subjects that I think you'll find interesting, uh, vitamin D3 and so on. Uh, this, I think, is a very pertinent topic and one that you need to pay attention to, believe me. There is absolutely nothing worse in the terms of its uh, damage to the body than a root canal filled tooth. And cavitation sites where we had teeth removed, and I had a couple of these myself, which were only discovered last July. Uh, the, these are the two primary causes, as far as I'm concerned, of all degenerative conditions, not just cancer, but everything else. Well, I have a new sponsor for this show uh, in just the last uh, few weeks, and I want to make sure that you're aware of them. You want to take a look at the website. It is natural-source.com. And the products that these people have are so useful that, uh, you know, I just can't wait to tell you about them because uh, it's done so much for me, this one product called Prostabel. What this has done to me is revise my uh, problems with uh, urination and all of the other associated problems with an enlarged prostate. 
have put them back about 30 years for me to where I, I was before I had any real serious swollen prostate problems. In other words, my, my urination problems have virtually disappeared and they've only, it's has only happened in the three months or so that I've been taking this product. And believe me, I have taken a dozen, at least a dozen other prostate pro uh, products that were supposed to heal it with uh, beta-cetosterol and saw palmetto and all kinds of other things in them. And none of them have done for me what this product has done. So, and, and ladies, by the way, uh, there is a product called Lady Bell, which is exactly the same thing with uh, a little ginkgo biloba added to it. Uh, but uh, named differently so that you can use it and keep it in your medicine cabinet without people accusing you of taking a male-oriented product. So they're both the same. They have uh, two uh, very rare and therefore fairly expensive uh, ingredients, uh, one from South America and one from an African shrub, and the, the extracts of those are both uh, good for shrinking the prostate, but also for healing breast cancers, ovarian cancers, prostate cancers, all hormone-related cancers, apparently. And this uh, was a, a result of years and years of study by Mirko Beljansky, uh, a French molecular biologist who researched this for about 40 years in France and discovered that uh, by combining these two products with what are called RNA fragments that he was able to arrive at something that would heal various cancers and particularly prostate cancer, breast cancer, uh, cancer of the uterus uh, and ovaries, etc. So please look up this product. It's at natural-source.com. There's a phone number to call there or you can order it online, either one. And by all means, mention my name either way and you will get a 20% discount on your first order. So it's important because both of these are rather expensive uh, supplements. So for the 20% discount, just mention that you heard about it from Bill Henderson. Okay, stay tuned now, folks. We're going to ha have a nice uh, discussion here about a couple of important subjects and then root canal filled teeth and cavitations. Hello, folks. This is Bill Henderson with How to Live Cancer Free. If you don't know who I am, I'd suggest you go to a website where you can find out a lot of information about me. The website is beating-cancer-gently.com. I'll spell it for you. B-E-A-T-I-N-G-cancer-G-E-N-T-L-Y.com. When you're there, you'll find about two years worth of my newsletters that are available for you to read anytime. Uh, there's no charge for that. There's also something called a short course where I've written about six articles on the subject of cancer as I see it, and I'd suggest you read those. There's two or three minutes each. Uh, they're very short articles, but once you've read those, you may or may not agree with my approach. If you do agree with it, you may want to buy the book called Cancer Free, Your Guide to Gentle Non-Toxic Healing, which has healed thousands of people all over the world. I'm very proud of, of the book, and I've had a lot of very positive feedback on it. But take a look at that. There's two versions of the book, an ebook which you can download immediately and read, and there's also a paperback version available from the publisher. So take a look at that. Get to know me if you don't already and decide whether you agree with my approach. 
If so, after you've read the book, I also do coaching on the telephone every day for cancer patients all over the world. I help them determine what the cause of the cancer is in their particular case and how to deal with it. Well, this week we have a very interesting show for you. I think I'm going to talk here in a minute about cancer in the news, a couple of interesting items that I've found. After that, I'm going to spend the rest of the show talking about root canal teeth and cavitations. Do you have a root canal in your mouth? If you or anyone in your family does, and I think that covers 100% of the people listening to this show, you need to hear this. This is vital information for your health, and I will try to cover it in enough detail where you can take some notes and get some very useful information. So stay tuned, folks. Well, for some cancer in the news, folks, I would like to talk a little bit today about vitamin D3. A very wonderful holistic doctor named Dr. Gary Gordon brought my attention to vitamin D3 some six months or so ago, and I started taking 10,000 IUs a day. That sounds like a lot, but it comes in a 2,000 IU pill, so I take about five of them every day. And I'll tell you why, because I've discovered some information this week about vitamin D that will hopefully help you to get on the same wagon I'm on with it and take it as a regular daily vitamin habit. First of all, let's talk about the vitamin D effect on cancer. Here's a, a quote from a very authentic website, which you might want to jot down. It's vitamindcouncil, C-O-N-C-I-L dot O-R-G. They say, for example, vitamin D inhibits inappropriate cell division and metastasis, reduces blood vessel formation around tumors, and regulates proteins that affect tumor growth. It also enhances anti-cancer actions of immune system chemicals and chemotherapy drugs. So whether or not you're electing to do chemotherapy, this would be a very, very fine procedure for you to get into your daily habit of taking vitamins. It's very simple, and there are several different sources for vitamin D, and I would certainly explore that. Just look in Google and look up vitamin D, and you'll find many, many sources. They're very inexpensive. It's not an expensive vitamin at all. Let me read you a little bit from the website I mentioned, the vitamindcouncil.org, about why vitamin D is so helpful. What they say is understanding vitamin D, cholecalciferol, the high rate of natural production of vitamin D, cholecalciferol in the skin is the single most important fact every person should know about vitamin D, a fact that has profound implications for the natural human condition. Well, of course, that production in your skin at this time of year when you're not getting out in the sun very much is not happening. So what they say is technically not a vitamin. Vitamin D is in a class by itself. Its metabolic product, calcitriol, is actually a secosteroid hormone that targets over 1,000 genes in the human body. Current research has implicated vitamin D deficiency as a major factor in the pathology of at least 17 varieties of cancer, as well as heart disease, stroke, hypertension, autoimmune diseases, diabetes, depression, chronic pain, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis, muscle weakness, muscle wasting, birth defects, periodontal disease, and more. Well, that pretty much covers the waterfront. So if one vitamin 
Whether or not it's a vitamin is not of any import to me. I just take it every day, and I know that it is helping protect me from lots of degenerative conditions. So strongly recommend you get some vitamin D3 if you don't have it. And the, the three is significant, by the way. You want to make sure that the vitamin D product you're getting is vitamin D3 because that's the type that is most effective orally. Well, the other item is from naturalnews.com. I would suggest you go to that website if you haven't recently and get signed up for Mike Adams' newsletter. It is a very interesting and complete way to keep up with the news of the natural health world. Mike does a wonderful job. He's not a single entity like me that is just doing the work myself. Mike has a staff of researchers and writers who write for Natural News. He writes some of the articles himself. And he has lots of people who submit comments on each of the articles, which are sometimes at least as interesting to read as the article itself. This particular article is on the subject of more Americans are sick with multiple chronic illnesses. The statistics in this study are hair-raising, to say the least. Uh, what it basically proves is that compared to 12 or so years ago, there are many, many more Americans with multiple chronic illnesses now. The statistics correlate with what I've found from talking to the, the 10 or 12 cancer patients I talk to every week. Most of them have some other illness associated with the cancer, heart disease, diabetes, or something like that. They're not battling just one problem. It is a systemic problem which shows up in more than one diagnosed disease and all different kinds of prescription drugs which simply make the condition worse. This article says a recent study released reveals that more Americans are suffering chronic illnesses today than ever before. In fact, it is common for American people to be burdened by more than three chronic illnesses simultaneously. The average annual out-of-pocket expense increased from $427 per American in 1996 to $741 in 2005. That was actually paying for drugs not covered by insurance. After adjusting for inflation, this is a 39% increase in this type of spending per person over that period of time. And of course, as people get older, it gets worse. An elderly person insured through Medicare with three or more chronic illnesses pays an average of $2,588 in out-of-pocket medical expenses every year. According to government survey data, 44% of Americans had at least one chronic medical condition in 2005. This is pretty pathetic, really. This includes high cholesterol, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, arthritis, heart disease, and other conditions. In 1996, the percentage was 41. The study did not examine causes for the increase, but there are several obvious factors that are contributing to the overall decline in the health of Americans. The sedentary lifestyle and processed food diets, amen, exclamation point, of many Americans and the resulting increase in obesity are becoming more and more prevalent. Obesity is directly related to many chronic illnesses, including diabetes, New diabetes cases have increased among Americans by approximately 90% over the last 10 years. The most troubling increase, however, was the increase in the number of Americans with three or more chronic diseases. 
This figure rose from 13% in 1996 to 22% in 2005 for Americans between the age of 45 and 64. For Americans ages 65 to 79, the increase rose to 45%, and for Americans over 80, the figure rose from 38% to 54%. For all ages combined, the figure was 7% in 1996 and rose to 13% in 2005. Almost a doubling in nine years, folks. The management of these chronic illnesses in America consumes 75% of over $2 trillion spent annually on health care in the United States. And I'm sure you've heard this, but we spend more on health care in this country and rank 37th in the world, according to the World Health Organization, as far as the quality of our health care, behind almost every other civilized country in the world. There's lots wrong with our health care system, and unfortunately, the proposals being made by the politicians generally have to do with somehow ameliorating the, the high costs of health care and not with reorganizing the system so that it concentrates on prevention instead of treatment. That would be a major, major change, and it hopefully will happen in our lifetimes, but it's probably not going to happen in the next couple of years. Obama, to the contrary, notwithstanding. I wish him well, but changing our medical system radically is something that's not going to occur easily. But for each of us, it's a personal decision, and that's all. A decision to concentrate on prevention. Vitamin D3, good example. Concentrate on prevention rather than treatment. Let me read you a comment on this article that I just referred to by a lady named Alicia. She says 75% of $2 trillion is way too much to manage illness and then call it health care. True health is prevention, not managing illnesses. We all know that prevention does not make money for Big Pharma. Then again, what has Big Pharma really done for us? Not much. By allowing them to keep us in a state of chronic illness, Due to lack of accurate health information, highly processed foods, and medical drugs, what kind of health do we expect to have? Real health does not exist if you are chronically ill. Behold the power of education. Well, Alicia, I agree. Education in prevention is probably the most helpful thing any of us can do and will save us just tons of money. Stay tuned now, folks. I want to talk about root canal teeth and cavitations for the remainder of this show, and I think you'll find this very interesting. But first, a word from the three wonderful sponsors of this show. These three people are definitely committed very sincerely to your overcoming cancer, and they help me pay the overhead for this show. And I'd like you to use their products if you possibly can. If you haven't used them already, please try them because these people are the best that I've found in all my 10 years of researching cancer in the particular area that they deal with. The first of these, of course, is a company called Our Health Co-op. I've known about these people for about seven years and been thoroughly impressed by the, their ability to keep the prices of their supplements that they sell, and they sell a wide variety of them, by the way, at absolutely the lowest price. They operate almost in a non-profit mode where they just mark up the products enough to pay their overhead and no more. And so they are much less expensive than anything on the market. 
This would be not much of an advantage if the quality of the product was low. In fact, these are the best quality supplements I've found anywhere. And the reason, of course, is that they test every one of them in an independent lab before they offer it to the public to make sure that it has in it what it says on the container. I know of no other supplement retailer who does this. So I would strongly recommend you take a look at these people's product. Anything that you're using now in the way of a supplement, take a look at what they sell it for and compare it to what you're paying now. Their website is called makinghealthaffordable.com makinghealthaffordable, A-F-F-O-R-D-A-B-L-E dot com. Take a look at that. If you'd prefer to order by phone, of course, 1-800-667-0781 will work, or from outside the United States, area 561-863-5300. Our Health Co-op, a wonderful firm. Barley Power is something I've recommended to people for several years now, at least six years. I've known these great people up in Pennsylvania. They sell a product called Barley Power. They sell many other products, by the way, at their website, which is greensupreme.net. So I'd take a look at that as well for other products. They sell a variety of things, but the, the most popular one among cancer patients that I know of is called Barley Power. This is not a powder, by the way. It's a set of green pills, small green pills, that have been cold-processed into a form which retains all of the barley's magnificent power to increase your alkalinity, which is very important for cancer patients because everyone who has cancer that I know of is in an acid state, and it's very important to get your body alkaline. They also provide you with 3,000 enzymes, all of the enzymes in the human body, literally, so your body will use the ones it needs. Everyone is somewhat deficient in enzymes, and it will discard the rest. So it's a simple way to get all of your enzymes up to speed. These are all essential for every bodily function. There's no way to tell which enzymes you're deficient in, so when you take this product, you're propping up all of them in the body. I take about eight or nine of these every day myself. I recommend cancer patients take about 20 of them a day because it's simply like eating a, a plate full of vegetables. There is absolutely no reason that you can't take 20 or 30 of these if you like every day. I would suggest you call these folks if you want to use the website, of course, to order. That's one way, greensupreme.net, or you can call them in Pennsylvania on Eastern Time at 1-800-358-0777. From outside the United States, you can call area 724-946-9057, and they ship all over the world, by the way. My third sponsor is a company called Transfer Point, and they put out a product called Beta 1,3D Glucan. This is a very special form of beta glucan. The inventor of this product, A.J. Lanigan, told me that the word glucan is like paint. There are so many different varieties of it on the market, but their particular variety that he discovered comes from the wall of the yeast. The yeast is the best source of beta-glucan, and he found a particular way to get it isolated so that it activates the neutrophil cells in your immune system to recognize cancer cells. The neutrophil cells are about 60% of the 12 trillion or so immune system cells in your body, and they are vitally important to controlling 
any kind of degenerative condition, but particularly cancer, if they can be activated to recognize the cancer cells. And that's what this beta-glucan does. It's deliberately made in an insoluble capsule so that it gets through your stomach and into the small intestines before it dissolves and deposits its product where most of your immune system cells are, which is in your gut, literally. About 80% of them are in your gut. So I am strongly in favor of this product. I take it every day myself at a maintenance dose of just one capsule a day, but if I feel anything coming on like a, a virus of any kind, I'll up that to about four a day for myself and the virus simply goes away. To get this product you go to the website which is about beta glucan forward slash B special. That address with the lowercase b special at the end will get you a special discount for listeners to this show. You can get the same discount if you want to call the, the 800 number which is 1-800-746-7640 in Atlanta, Georgia. Again, they're on Eastern Time. From outside the United States, call area 678-560-1808. Now I'd like to talk about root canal teeth and cavitations. I'm on something of a crusade against these in your mouth simply because I've seen in the last few months so many cancer patients who have this problem. They've had a root canal filling done to one or more of their teeth and nobody until we talk has really associated that with their cancer. And Believe me, folks, it is always associated with cancer of any kind. If you have even one root canal tooth in your mouth, the first assumption is that it is the primary cause of the cancer and needs to be dealt with as the number one priority on your list of things to do to overcome the cancer. You have to get rid of the tooth. People are horrified sometimes when I tell them one lady had 13 root canal fillings, believe it or not, out of her 32 teeth. 13 of them had been treated with a root canal filling. And of course the horror is what do I do with this hole in my mouth after the tooth is gone? Well believe me folks, there are options to that. My wife has gone through this with five root canal fillings before we realize what I'm going to tell you today. And she has a partial plate and a, a bridge that takes care of the holes in her mouth. It's sometimes a little uncomfortable but believe me, her health was completely ruined by these five before we understood what the problem was and got it taken care of. And within 72 hours or less after the last one was removed, her health improved dramatically. So I am very strongly recommending to anyone who has cancer that they get up to speed on this subject. My January 24th newsletter, which just came out uh, a few days ago, has an article in there called The Roots of Disease, and I strongly recommend you go to my website where this newsletter is in the newsletter archive page and read that article if you haven't already. What I try to describe in there is the absolute danger of root canal teeth in your mouth, but also something called cavitations, which we'll talk about in a minute. Let's talk about the root canal issue for a moment. A root canal is simply taking the center portion of the tooth, which is a nerve and some pulp in the center of the tooth, which goes down into the roots of the tooth. And a tooth can have as many as four roots. And this is why the subject of root canal fillings turns people off as far as the pain and so on involved. 
But the dentist convinces them that the tooth can be saved. And of course, dentists are obsessed with the idea of saving the tooth at all costs. That cost can frequently be the person's life, literally. And certainly, eventually, their health will break down because of this. Why is that? Well, actually, what was proven back in 1925 on a very extensive study done over a 20-year period was that there is no safe way to do a root canal filling. Here's how they do it, and this is the same way they did it back in the 1900 to 1925 time frame when that study was done. They fill this hole made by taking out the pulp and the nerve of the tooth and making the tooth essentially a dead piece of bone. They fill it with some kind of substance. The most common one used is something called gutta percha, which used to be used as the inside of a golf ball many years ago, and it's simply a form of rubber. And the idea being to block off the tooth from any invasion by bacteria. And the dentist will do, and he'll tell you, he'll do antibiotics in the tooth to kill the bacteria, supposedly, that reside in every tooth in our mouth and get circulated through the tooth routinely by the circulation that goes through a tooth. A tooth is subject to circulation as long as it has a nerve in it. And it's like any other part of your body, like any bone or whatever. It is constantly having circulation, and this involves bacteria. Well, when they do this filling, so-called, with this inert substance, what really happens is the tubules which make up the dentin, which is the part inside the enamel of the tooth, they become blocked off from circulation. And the bacteria in these millions of tiny tubules, which are in every tooth, even the smallest tooth has millions of them in there, and I've seen pictures of a cross-section of these tubules, and it's amazing that there are millions of them in, in each tooth. And inside those, once they are blocked off from circulation, the bacteria mutate into what are called anaerobic bacteria. And these put out, as part of their normal life cycle, a poop, if you will, that creates a gas called thioethers. This gas escapes the tooth actually through the enamel, but also through the root of the tooth into the gum, and literally any part of the tooth can exude this gas into the, the gum and the bone around the tooth and the ligament. So that area of the body becomes populated with these anaerobic bacteria output, the thioethers, if you will, which is extremely toxic. It's really hard to appreciate this until you have talked to people as I have who are expert in this subject. I've talked to two such experts. One is Dr. Thomas Levy. Some of you may have heard the interview I did with him a few months ago. Dr. Levy is an expert on dental toxicity. And what he told me is that proven in a study that he did for six years with a Dr. Hal Huggins in Colorado Springs, they took over 5,000 root canals out of people's mouths and tested them in the lab after they were removed and found that every single one of them was putting out toxins more toxic than botulism, his exact phrase. I had heard that same phrase before I talked to Dr. Levy from a gentleman named Robert Jones, who was an inventor of a machine called the Cavitat machine. This is one that he invented specifically to examine people's jaws with an ultrasound scan to look for inflammation caused by root canal fillings and what are called cavitations. 
This gentleman, Robert Jones, told me when I visited him with a friend from Asheville, North Carolina, the same phrase used by Dr. Levy. He said, these teeth always put out a toxin more toxic than botulism 24-7 into the body. And there is absolutely no way to stop this from happening because it's a function, a biological function of anaerobic bacteria. There is absolutely no safe way to do a root canal filling. And once you have one in your mouth, you are courting all kinds of degenerative conditions. I mentioned the study done in 1925. This was headed up by Dr. Weston Price, who at the time was considered the world's greatest dentist. And he had a team at one point of 60 prominent dentists working with him to prove a safe way to do root canal fillings. That's what they were trying to determine because root canals were quite common then, not as common as they are now, but they were ruining people's health. And this was what Dr. Weston Price first noticed, that one of his patients got rheumatoid arthritis shortly after having a root canal filling, and he suspected that the two were connected. So he started looking into this and discovered, after some very, very thorough research, that there really was no safe way to do a root canal filling. What they would do is take the root canal out of the person's mouth who was suffering from some kind of chronic degenerative condition, all kinds, cancer, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and all kinds of autoimmune problems, and they would put this under the skin of a rabbit. The rabbit has a very weak immune system, and the rabbit would die of the person's disease within 3 to 12 days. They did this hundreds of times, trying to determine how to do one safely, and they tried all kinds of different techniques. What they were testing are the same procedures used today to do root canal fillings for up to 50 million people, is one estimate I've seen, every year in the United States. So virtually everyone, it seems, has one of these or more in their mouth. And back in 1925, the research was published 1,174 pages, a very thick stack of research findings on this subject saying essentially there is absolutely no safe way to do a root canal filling. Well, what happened to that research? Well, it's been 84 years now since it was first issued by this team of researchers, very prominent team of dentists, by the way, and it was suppressed and has been ever since then by the American Dental Association and the American Association of Endodontists, the specialist in root canal fillings. That organization, the AAE, was founded in 1948, but ever since then, of course, they have insisted, as has the ADA, that root canal fillings can be done safely and they try to tell their patients that. Well, and unfortunately, that is not true, folks, and you must become aware of this, just as you have to become aware of the dire consequences of taking chemotherapy and radiation for cancer. You have to become aware of this problem of suppression of dental information. The study was suppressed. Why was it suppressed? Well, I'll tell you, there was, at the time, a controversy over the concept of focal infection. What do I mean by that? Well, focal infection is simply the process of an infection somewhere in your body affecting organs that are distant from it. That's what focal infection means. Well, at the time, obviously, this study that Dr. Price and his group had finished 
was dependent on the assumption that focal infection, meaning that, that root canal filling in your jaw, affected organs that are quite distant from it. The breast of a woman, the prostate of a man, the lungs, the kidneys, the liver, etc., etc. They prove this beyond any doubt at all, except that the concept itself that the study was based on was questioned by this group of people in the American Dental Association or the organization that preceded it at the time in the 1920s. The group that doubted this concept won out and was able to suppress this study completely. There were only 14 carbon copies made of this 1174-page study. The dentist that my wife used to finally clean up her mouth in San Antonio had one of the 14 copies, and he was a very competent biological dentist, and we were very fortunate to find him, and an oral surgeon that managed to get these five root canals out of her mouth effectively so that the health problems that she had from them went away. But what was found then was that uh, the focal infection theory was controversial. Well, nowadays, and ever since uh, the 1940s and 50s, actually, this has been taught in medical and dental school as a fact that infection occurring in one part of your body can affect organs distant from it. No question about that. It is an accepted medical fact now among both dentists and doctors. But unfortunately, most dentists and oral surgeons are not aware of this study which I've just described to you and they are mouthing the propaganda of their professional organizations saying that these can be done safely and they're talking patients into getting these in order to save the tooth and keep their cosmetic smile going. You know better now folks and you do not want to get a root canal filling because the only way to fix the problem of the thioethers, this enormously toxic substance coming out of them, is to remove them from your mouth. And that cannot be done just by yanking out the tooth. If you go to a standard dentist and say, I want this root canal tooth removed, the average smile dentist will take the tooth out, but they will not do what is required to clean up the bone and the ligament under the tooth, and it will be just about like the tooth had never been removed. And I've seen at least one person who had a root canal filling removed in the front, a front tooth, and it was tested by Robert Jones, a gentleman I mentioned earlier, and found that the jaw, at four years later, still contained the same amount of inflammation that it did when the root canal tooth was in the mouth. So it has to be done correctly. And what I've found in a, in a book called Root Canal Cover-Up by a gentleman named George E. Meinig, M-E-I-N-I-G, which I mentioned in my book, Cancer Free, by the way, I found in that book, which is difficult to get now because Amazon at last report only had three copies, used copies available, and the, the lowest price one was $164.99, and the highest price of those three was $355. So this book has become a, a collector's item, but I have a copy, of course, and what I did in my newsletter in January, which you can read at my website, by the way, the January 24, 2009 newsletter has in it an article called The Roots of Disease, where I discuss this subject in some detail. And included in that article is a protocol from Dr. Meinig's book called Root Canal Cover-Up, where he describes exactly how to properly do an extraction of a root canal filling. 
what his description is designed for is for you to print that out and take it to your dentist or oral surgeon and discuss this with them and show them exactly what the technique is which is explained in dental terms for these people exactly how to do the extraction correctly so that it takes all of the inflammation away and gets rid of this problem for you so I would strongly suggest you go look at that article January 24 2009 newsletter at my website which I mentioned earlier beating hyphen cancer hyphen gently dot com look at the newsletter archive page on there and go to the last one on the list which is the one I just put out a few days ago you'll be able to print out this protocol and because it is so difficult to find qualified dentists and or oral surgeons that know exactly how to do this what I've tried to do is convey to you as Dr. Meinig had in his book exactly how to instruct your dentist or oral surgeon to do this for you believe me this is absolutely essential if you have any kind of degenerative condition let me tell you another story that will kind of emphasize this there is in Switzerland a cancer clinic called the Paracelsus Cancer Clinic. It started in 1958 treating cancer patients and not too long after they established the clinic they put in a biological dentist section as the intake part of the clinic. So when cancer patients come there the first thing they get evaluated is their jaw for possible root canal fillings and or cavitations and these are dealt with by the biological dentist section. The gentleman who operates this clinic now, the, the director, is Dr. Thomas Rao, R-A-U, and he became curious about how many women came to the clinic, what percentage of women who had root canal teeth connected directly to a breast cancer. So he went and took a look at the last 150 records of women admitted to the clinic in Switzerland, the Paracelsus Clinic. And he found among those 150 women that 147 of them, 98.5% exactly, had one or more root canal fillings on the meridian associated with the original breast cancer tumor. In fact, obviously the two were connected. There are in fact three molars on each side of your mouth which are directly connected to the meridian that goes through each of the breasts and it's a very common relationship. Breast cancer is almost always traceable to a root canal filling, one or more, and if you have one of those and you have breast cancer or really any other kind of cancer for that matter, thyroid gland or prostate gland for a male or lungs or liver, anything like that, I would certainly suspect the root canal tooth as the source of the problem until proven otherwise. If, you, if it's taken out properly, removed as I describe in the newsletter, and you do not get better shortly, within literally days after it's removed, then I would certainly look for another cause. But the first cause that I always emphasize to people, in addition to a couple of other probable causes, but the most obvious one usually is root canal fillings. Strongly recommend you read that article, folks, The Roots of Disease, and it will give you a pretty good insight into this problem. What it talks about, among other things, are what are called cavitations. What is a cavitation? Well, it's a dental term that's been 
used for about the last 10 or 12 years by knowledgeable dentists to describe a small hole or a, an area that remains in the jaw when there, an extraction is done. The most common cause of this, of course, is a wisdom tooth extraction because these are generally the largest tooth in your mouth and can have a very extreme case of, of the roots being curved around. For example, when mine were removed, I remember at least two of the four had a fish hook type of root on the tooth. So it's a very difficult process to remove them generally. But what happens when they are removed without grinding out some of the bone in the socket that the tooth was in is the socket retains this inflammation that was part of the tooth. And it may not be a root canal filled tooth, but the fact that it is a large molar, once it's removed, this hole becomes a source because it will heal over, the bone heals over the hole, but the hole where the ligament is and the bone has grown around it, where the inflammation is still there, it becomes a home for anaerobic bacteria, which is exactly the same problem as a root canal filling. So these holes left with wisdom tooth and other teeth that are extracted incorrectly without grinding out some of the bone in the socket, etc., as described in this article I, I wrote, that will absolutely result in the same type of problems with cancer and all kinds of other degenerative conditions as any other problem. As Robert Kulat said in, in his book, which I mentioned the other day, the dentist chair has become one of the most common sources of absolutely life-threatening diseases. And unfortunately, the doctors I would be very surprised if you say that your oncologist has looked at your dental records. When you go to an oncologist about cancer, they almost never even consider the dental work you had done as a source of the cancer and the cause of it. In fact, they rarely ever discuss cause of the cancer with anyone. I've talked to approximately 3,000 people over the last seven years about their cancer and I've asked each one of them, has any doctor ever asked you or discussed with you the cause of the cancer? The answer has been 100% of the time, no. So obviously it's important to determine what the cause is and to deal with it. And in this case, cavitations and root canal teeth are probably the most common cause and the one that needs to be dealt with on a high priority. Unfortunately, the dentists and oral surgeons who are trained to do this properly are very rare indeed. I know a few of them around the country, and if I can help you locate one, of course, there is a coaching page at my website where you can sign up for my coaching. I'll be glad to help you in any way I can to find someone to do this for you. But in the meantime, the article I wrote is designed to allow you to educate your dentist or oral surgeon and if they will cooperate with you to have them properly remove these teeth from your mouth and get rid of them. You can then talk about your options for replacing them, which are many. The implant, of course, most of the dentists that I trust that are really knowledgeable, what I call biological dentists, who are more concerned with your health than your smile, say that an implant is not a good idea. Generally, the metal that is in the implant, whatever it is, that touches your jawbone is going to cause inflammation problems. So generally, implants are not a good idea, but there are lots of other options, different kinds of bridges and partial plates and so on that can be done to replace whatever teeth you need removed. 
And believe me, the least of your worries is what do I do to make my smile cosmetic again after I get rid of this tooth, the one or more teeth that you have. Well, thank you folks for listening. I strongly recommend you get a hold of the newsletter article, the January 24th, 2009 newsletter at my website, and take another close look at root canal teeth and cavitations. I feel so strongly about this issue that I just want every one of you to consider it immediately if you can. It is probably the number one priority in your life for fending off degenerative conditions of all kinds, not just cancer, but everything else that results from our cellular malfunction, which is caused by these extremely toxic toxins coming out of your mouth. Well, until next week, folks, this is Bill Henderson signing off with How to Live Cancer-Free. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson.